This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin. That countdown and intro is downright wholesome. You might expect to see something like that on like a fucking Hallmark Channel fucking special. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome. It's a freaking Tuesday. I forget how I even used to intro the show. Um, welcome to the Troll Patrol live. It's a freaking Tuesday. That's it. That's it. Back when, uh, back when I was on my college radio station, I always used to come on with uh, my my many nicknames I'd given myself. I am the new media messiah, the Buddha of broadcasting, the minister of mischief, and the most controversial voice in all of America. I think that one's still pretty true. Jerking off over freaking <laughs> Mater, good evening. Warlord, good evening. We do I I have the the Twitch recap. Perhaps we'll go over that here in a second. But first <laughs> a a a formidable voice in the culture, according to uh, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, though, being heralded as one of the greatest voices in conservative comedy by Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi going to tell us all about that here in a little bit. The New Zealand Prime Minister apparently caught on a hot mic throwing out a profanity. As well as... Football announcer Robert Griffin III apologizing for an on-air racial slur last night's Monday night football game. You know I got the video. (laughs) I got the video of the PM too, I hope. You guys remember Vince McMahon? Man that was the, the CEO, head of creative for WWE. He was embroiled in... All kinds of scandals. Allegedly using company money to pay off women to keep silent. It seems that now he thinks he's going to make a comeback and that he will once again be running the WWE. I'm a wrestling fan, so I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. Yes, we're going to do Prime Minister's uh, questions in the morning be doing C-SPAN Washington Journal call-ins. This will be at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Or today if you're if you're in the UK. He's got a puke. Or Draws. Draws is like the coolest dude, too. He's so uh He's so positive after, you know, being paralyzed. No chance. That's what Vince McMahon has of being the CEO of WWE. No chance. Here's your meme of the day. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole My Catalytic Converter. So I had somebody ask me the other day what the deal is with the catalytic converters. They have rare metals in them. That's that's why people steal the catalytic converters. 
Thought they, they might have copper in them. They got like fucking what titanium or lithium or some shit in them. One of those things. Speaking speaking of Grinch, uh, do check out the freaking news. I didn't I didn't make a freaking news all last week, so I've done double time this week. One debuted just a couple hours ago, and it was London Woman labeled a Grinch. It's the actual Christmas tree display she was bitching about. Do go check that out. Also find out why uh, Hillary waged a war on Christmas. Find those on TikTok, YouTube, BitChute. Australia, good evening. They have platinum in them. Okay. Once again, I try to specify when I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I let you know that I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't make definitive statements. Also, I noticed my mic was a little low last night when I was uh, editing the show. Sorry about that. People thinking I'm not loud enough has not been an issue most of my life. Just saying. Justin, you're not loud enough. We can't hear you. That is not things people have said to me traditionally. Teachers be like, you want to come up here and teach the class, Justin? Yeah, come on, let me. Cicero, good evening. Had all four wheels stolen off her car twice? I'm not high enough for this shit. Also, speaking of Vince McMahon, the new Vince McMahon documentary on Vice drops tonight. I'm excited. I will watch that. Stoked for it. But we're going to cover the story of apparently Vince McMahon thinks he's going to come back. That was in the Wall Street Journal earlier today. I think I have a Sports Illustrated article about it. What else are we going to cover? What that news be doing? Ooh, I've got this. This is just this is just fun for me because uh, I was always a big Keith Oberman fan. We're, we're talking like in the in the early days of Countdown, like 2005, 2006, whenever it started. I was I was on the Keith Oberman train. It was like in the Bush administration, like you didn't get nominally leftist voices on cable news. That just wasn't a thing that occurred. So Keith Oberman was like a breath of fresh air to me. Megyn Kelly apparently thinks that Keith Oberman is a terrible person and a mean guy. He really is a mean guy. That's a quote, quote. Megyn Kelly sets Keith Oberman straight. You are a terrible person, a mean guy. He really is a mean guy, she said. Seems like she has harsher criticism of Keith Overman than she did Trump, who said she was bleeding out of her everywhere. We're going to detail the charges against uh, Sam Bank Scam Freed, Sam Bank Run uh, Fraud, whatever you guys are calling him. Brett Kavanaugh attended a Christmas party that is raising ethics concerns. Speaking of ethics, 
Mark Meadows had none. We're going to get into his tech. Had none. Has none. Never have any. We're going to get into Mark Meadows' text messages uh, related to January 6th. I think they happened before January 6th. The North Carolina Attorney General is weighing charges in the Meadows case. Seven people have been charged in a scheme to smuggle ammo to Russia. Selling arms to further a war is the United States' job. You cannot hone in on their racket. They will arrest you. I've got to sneeze. Hold on, huh? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, shit. Uh, so, the thing, the, like, it's a very interesting story, Bader, with Countdown. Uh, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes shit going on when you get into, like, 2009, 2010 time, and, like, his whole departure and going to Al Gore's channel, and that was a debacle. I mean, keg stands to Kavanaugh do. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Apparently, uh, he was there with some questionable people, but as if right-wingers don't run with a circle of questionable people, as if they're not a whole basketball, basket, as if they're not a whole basket of deplorables. So, also, I put up the video of Goldie, or comedian friend that came on the other day. I I spliced the clips of, like, her skit where she was parroting Dave Chappelle on my reaction to it, along with the interview where she's talking about anti-Semitism. So, that whole whole thing is together on the YouTube, and let me tell you, it was up. Five minutes or less before I got an incredibly anti-Semitic comment on it. It, 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 it was up less than five minutes before I got an incredibly anti-Semitic comment on it. I saw that Keffels made a video about things escalating, and I'm gonna have to agree with Keffels. Things are escalating quickly, and it's worrying. Just, I, and I'm just judging by the content that I put out on the YouTube and the response that I get to it. Not just YouTube, the bit shoot and the rumble. My God. I, guys, you're, I'm going to play you a clip of Matt Taibbi with like, I think it's Ben Shapiro he's talking to. Like, I love that Rolling Stone is taking shots at Matt Taibbi now. Longtime reporter for Rolling Stone, Matt Taibbi. 
<laughs> the current journalists at Rolling Stone are like taking pot shots at him as they write about the the Twitter files. I don't know if escalating is the right response, but I we need to be aware of what's going on because my like I don't know if it's the election that they didn't do as well in the election as they thought they were going to and like this has caused them to fucking lose it. I don't fucking know. I'm I'm still in shock over this video and I haven't even watched the whole thing yet, but I watched like the first minute of it. Uh, we're going to take a trip down to the border. We're going to do the thing that the right-wingers all accuse the Biden administration of not doing. Take a trip down to the border where the largest, the single largest group has crossed into the United States. Plus, an official was charged with using their, their government vehicle to smuggle people across the border. Ron DeSantis wants to impanel a grand jury to investigate vaccines. Plus, quite possibly one of the greatest advancements in human history has been announced. I tried to explain this to Curiouser as we were both getting coffee this morning, and I guess I didn't do a good job because she's like, great, fission. Clean energy, save the planet. All right, good. <laughs> Just kind of rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> but we're going to break it down. This is a huge news story that I haven't seen get a lot of play to be as big of a story as it is. But also, like, you know, you're skeptical of some of these claims. I preemptive defensive. I don't think there is such a thing as a preemptive defensive strike. I'm just saying. That's that's the U.S. justification for Iraq. Oh, Mox is skeptical over here. They made the announcement last night. Like it happened after we finished with the stream. We're going to check it out. We're going to hear what they have to say. All that and more tonight on the Troll Patrol. Live. I mean... I... I, Just saying, Mater. No such thing as a preemptive defensive strike. It's oxy. It's an oxymoron. I just disagree with that. I, but the people who are supposed to protect us aren't going to protect us. Equation to be in. I mean, I know there's probably. I'm just a Twitch streamer. I don't fucking know. Any of these Twitch streamers, uh, I, I, I did not, um, do any for, there was, there were lots of international stories I wanted to touch on tonight, and I decided I was not going to do 
international news tonight, Warlord. Do that tomorrow. <laughs> there were other things I wanted to talk about. Also, I didn't I didn't want to go four hours tonight. It was a it was a thing I was conscious about. I was like, I really really want to get in and out of here in like two and a half tops. Can we do it? Who fucking knows? I'm long winded. Hold on, let me open the phone lines too. You know, just in case somebody wants to call in and I talk for hours with them. That's a good idea. Long dicked. Clinically. Phoebe, good evening. How are you guys? You live in sexual anarchy? No, Vader, it's funny you should say that. Um, had this comment on the YouTube. If they want to see a good dick pic, all they don't have to look any further than you. Talk about a dick. You take the award, laughing my ass off. My response was, I do have a nice member. Thank you. I'm having an issue over here, guys. Like, Sneezing and coughing and snotting. I'm not sick, I don't think. Maybe? Tadball, what's going on, my friend? Justin dies of COVID watch. You know, I'm vaccinated and boosted. I have not had the the new bivalent booster. I was boosted as of like May. I think May is when I went and got my boost. It's cold, but I ain't been outside. I ain't been out of this room. What? <laughs> Maybe it's dusty in here. That could be it. It's cold outside. Alright, let's get to it. Find out what that news be doing. What you need to know about the U.S. Fusion Energy Breakthrough. This was the announcement. At the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California, scientists at the National Ignition Facility achieved fusion ignition. And that is creating more energy from fusion reactions than the energy used to start the process. It's the first time it has ever been done in a laboratory, anywhere in the world. Simply put, this is one of the most impressive scientific feats of the 21st century. Researchers at Livermore and around the world have been working on this moment for more than 60 years. So, what does this accomplishment do? Two things. First, it strengthens our national security because it opens a new 
realm for maintaining a safe, secure, and effective nuclear deterrent in an age where we do not have nuclear testing. Ignition allows us to replicate I don't like the fact that, like, her, like, what does this mean? And the first thing she means, like, says is, like, fucking, uh, using it as a weapon or a deterrent for, for weapons. Like, what? I was excited about this because it might save the fucking planet. Because this might be a source of clean energy. For the first time, certain conditions that are found only in the stars and the sun. And the second thing it does, of course, is that this milestone moves us one significant step closer to the possibility of zero carbon, abundant fusion energy powering our society. You've either heard of RSV before. On Tuesday, the Energy Department announced a long-awaited milestone in the development of nuclear fusion energy net energy gain. The news could galvanize the fusion community, which has long hyped the technology as a possible clean energy tool to combat climate change. But how big of a deal is the net energy gain anyway, and what does it mean for the fusion power plants of the future? Here is what you need to know. Existing nuclear power plants work through fission, splitting apart heavy atoms to create energy in fission. A neutron collides with a heavy uranium atom, splitting it into lighter atoms and releasing a lot of heat and energy at the same time. Fusion, on the other hand, works in the opposite way. It involves smashing smushing, not smashing, smushing two atoms, often two hydrogen atoms together, to create a new element, often helium, in the same way that stars create energy. In that process, the two hydrogen atoms lose a small amount of mass, which is converted to energy according to Einstein's famous equation E equals mc squared. Because the speed of light is very, very fast, is that 300 million meters per second, even a tiny amount of mass lost can result in a ton of energy. Up to this point, researchers have been able to fuse two hydrogen atoms together successfully, but it's always taken more energy to do the reaction than they get back. Net energy gain, where they get more energy back than they put in to create the reaction, has been the elusive holy grail of fusion research. On Tuesday, researchers at the National Ignition Facility at the Lawrence Livermore National Lab- uh, Laboratory in California announced that they attained net energy gain by shooting lasers at hydrogen atoms. The laser delivered 2. F- uh, 2.05 megajoules of energy and created 3.15 megajoules of fusion energy, a gain of about 1.5 times. The 192 laser beams compressed the hydrogen atoms down to about 100 times the density of lead and heated them to approximately 100 million degrees Celsius. The high density and temperature caused the atoms to merge into helium. Pew pew! Yeah, I have no idea what I just read to you guys. But, uh, I found this little piece where Michio Kaku... One of the leading theoretical physicists in the world was explaining it. So maybe uh, he, a, a fantastic science educator, can explain it better for us. Michio. Who knows? Perhaps by mid-century, there could be a fusion reactor in your neighborhood. 
A whole lot of scientists are sounding downright giddy. They're excited about what could become a safe, abundant, and clean source of energy, nuclear fusion. It involves combining atoms, and it's what powers the sun. But here on Earth, scientists have struggled to get more energy out of the reactions, then goes into them. A source says the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California figured it out. The holy grail of energy research is to put the sun in a bottle. And that's apparently what they did in California. It's taken decades of research around the globe to reach this point. There's an old joke among physicists that uh, fusion is that technology. It's just a decade away and always will be. Experts say it could take years more for fusion to become a large-scale commercial energy source. The scale, of course, of the market and the need of the market is so enormous. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, if, if the market is a hindrance to harnessing this power, then fuck it, nationalize it. Fusion is that technology. It's just a decade away and always will be. Experts say it could take years more for fusion to become a large-scale commercial energy source. The exactly, Pags. And the need of the market is so enormous that uh, that hopefully multiple of us in multiple geographies be able to lifting this out of the R&D into the real commercial use. Some climatologists were quick to tweet they think the world should use existing renewables in the meantime. It certainly will mean a lot more investment and a lot more debate about priorities. It is a worry. As other renewables like solar and wind are about to explode. That we, that we have this breakthrough and then people will be like, oh, well, this is a reason not to convert to solar and wind energy as they're about to explode, as, as Dude just said. But it's still very, um, very cool shit. I don't know shit about science, so it's hard for me to to uh, give any insight. But it sounds like a very neat thing going on. You know who else doesn't know about science? Elon Musk. Elon Musk don't know shit about science. Apparently, uh, Squid. Good evening. The White House has condemned Musk's statements about Dr. Fauci. Musk tweeted out the other day that his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Billionaire Elon Musk's recent comments disparaging leading U.S. immunologist Dr. Anthony Fauci drew fire from the White House on Monday. Musk appeared to suggest over the weekend criminal charges be brought against Fauci. He tweeted on Sunday, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci a statement likely playing on the practice of clarifying pronouns in the LGBT community. As the tweet went viral, Musk wrote, Truth resonates. In another tweet... No, 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 propaganda resonates. What, what, the, what's the old adage, the, the lies went around the world while the truth is still putting on its tennis shoes or some shit? Clearly not good at grammar either. On Musk claimed, without evidence, Fauci lied to Congress. No, Marx, no, the right. The right is, is getting better at comedy and it's worrying the left. We're going to hear from Ben Shapiro and Matt Taibbi about how great the right is at comedy here in just a little bit. Health expert funded pathogenic research that killed millions of people. 
The statements from Musk, CEO of Twitter and electric car maker Tesla, appear to mirror similar unfounded right-wing jabs against Fauci, mainly from Republican leaders. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre responded to Musk's comments on Monday. These attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that again. Somebody approve whatever Squid said. Dangerous. These personal... I know it's not bad. I'll go do it. Whatever, whatever Squid said, I endorse it. Attacks that we are seeing. Fauci has worked over 50 years in the government and under seven U.S. presidential administrations. But his handling of the global health crisis and his blunt assessments from the White House podium have led to him becoming a villain among conservatives who object to vaccination, social distancing and masking that he suggested. Elon Musk has strong views against coronavirus lockdowns. He has lashed out against them in the past on Twitter. Oh, he's, he's definitely had to be. He's, this is the same motherfucker who said we'll have zero cases by May of 2020. Goes on Joe Rogan. It was like April of 2020. He's like, there'll be zero cases by May. Stupid fuck. You're a complete idiot. No one should listen to you about anything. He even called lockdown measures fascist during an earnings call in 2020. Musk is a fucking idiot. Man who is not an idiot, though, and who is a straight-up fascist is Ron DeSantis. And this is a worrying development that Governor Ron DeSantis is now wanting to impanel a grand jury to investigate vaccines. You and today, Governor Ron DeSantis called out Big Pharma. The focus... Corner Racer, good evening. He wants the Florida Supreme Court to investigate any and all wrongdoings. 10 Tampa Bay's Malik Rankin joins us now with what's next. Malik. I can tell you all kinds of wrongdoings. I can tell you about how uh, Governor DeSantis's office uh, cooked the books on COVID numbers in Florida. I can tell you how Ron DeSantis gave his donors preferential treatment during the vaccine rollout. I can tell you about all kinds of scandals involving vaccinations and COVID in the state of Florida. Would you like me to go on? Governor Ron DeSantis is petitioning the Supreme Court to form a grand jury. This announcement followed a roundtable discussion with the Surgeon General. DeSantis is also creating... The Surgeon General Lapido, or whatever the fuck his name is, who was uh, a surgeon in, I believe it was a hospital in Massachusetts, his superior said he had no business being Surgeon General, which is exactly why Ron DeSantis picked him to be the Surgeon General of Florida, because he was unqualified. Integrity Committee led by the Surgeon General. In a press release from the governor, the committee will assess federal public health recommendations and tailor those guidelines to Florida. So other governors and I have talked about the need uh, to have uh, a panel of experts who can counteract nonsense when it's coming out of these institutions that are not going to just go along with the flow and follow pre-cooked narratives, but will actually do evidence-based analysis. DeSantis says pharmaceutical companies refuse to release patient-level data for independent researchers. DeSantis also says the adverse effects of the COVID-19 vaccine has not been appropriately shared with patients, and he believes it's created a lack of public trust. In studio, Malik Rankin, 10 Tampa Bay. No. And Governor DeSantis also pointed to the opioid crisis and the legal action that resulted in billions for Florida from those the state argue were responsible. 
But what harm w- was caused to people because of the vaccine? You wouldn't have been giving your donors preferential treatment if there was harm caused by the vaccine. Now, would you, Ronnie boy? If they're not bitching about the non-existent COVID restrictions, they're bitching about the so-called border crisis. They want to highlight this story coming out of Texas. This is a huge migrant caravan of over 1,000 people who crossed illegally into El Paso. This last night, I believe this was the night before. This was posted on the 12th. Making it the largest single group we have ever seen. The city of El Paso reports Border Patrol now has over 5,000 people in custody and has released hundreds to city streets. This is according to Fox News, though. Dustin, good evening. I mean, well, I also don't want to, but I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it. There are adverse reactions to vaccines, but they are so incredibly rare. They are so incredibly rare. Uh, Is it possible that somebody has died from a reaction to the vaccine? Yes. Is is, Is that a possibility that there's like a handful of people? Maybe. But that's about all. It's that fucking rare. Well, this was the squid. This was reporting as it was going on contemporaneous. They saying there this dude who works for this is the Fox affiliate in Louisiana. It looks like, or no, based in L.A. Based in L.A. in Los Angeles, the Fox affiliate in Los Angeles. Meat cakes. Thank you for the resub. Hell yeah, nine months. You you could have shit this baby out already. So this is the Fox Los Angeles reporter it says over a thousand people. The city has over five thousand in custody right now in El Paso. Which babies? One of the most striking things that I heard about immigration was that, like, 20 years ago, most of the immigration was predominantly like young men coming to find work families now it's families like you can even see them you can even see the families there they have children and young adults with them but there are plenty of women in that group and the thing that none of the the, the thing that none of the right wingers ever bring up is the is, is the people that are coming here are fleeing what the, what we did to their countries in most cases. 
coming from Honduras and Guatemala and Venezuela. It is the result of U.S. foreign policy and our interference in South America. What up, Lenny? Good evening. I mean, we spent the 80s fucking... This goes back to like the, the 1800s, but specifically we spent the 80s destabilizing, destabilizing the region using the CIA. The Reagan administration had its hands in so many different countries in South America. Wild story out of Texas where a... U.S. official was using their government car to smuggle people across the border. Star District Attorney's Office vehicle used in a smuggling attempt. Three people were arrested after a vehicle registered to the Star County District Attorney's Office was used in a human smuggling attempt Wednesday in Victoria County, officials said. This was, this was published a couple days ago. At 12.20 p.m. on Wednesday, the Victoria County Sheriff's Office stopped a 2015 Chevrolet Traverse for an alleged traffic violation, and the, the vehicle displayed the emblem of the Star County District Attorney's Office, according to the Victoria County Sheriff's Office. But Golly Rosa, the driver of the vehicle, identified herself to authorities as an employee of the Star County District Attorney's Office. Authorities said the vehicle was occupied by the driver and five other people. They were packed in there. A subsequent investigation by the Victoria County Sheriff's Office and the Department of Homeland Security Investigations revealed that Miss Rosa was not an employee of the Star County District Attorney's Office and she was utilizing the vehicle for human smuggling. The investigation also revealed that the vehicle was assigned to Bernice Garza, a crime victim coordinator of the Star District Attorney's Office. 229th Judicial District Attorney Gotcha Ramirez for Star Jim Hogg and Duval Counties announced in a Facebook post that Garza had been arrested and terminated from the office. Well, how was Garza involved? Ms. Garza has been terminated from her employment effective immediately. The complete statement was posted on social media. Crime Victims Coordinator Bernice Garza was arrested stemming from an investigation initiated by the 229th District Attorney's Office. The District Attorney's Office worked alongside federal investigators. Alleged co-conspirators are Magali Rosa and Juan Antonio Charles, who are alleged to have utilized a vehicle belonging to the Crime Victim Center in order to transport undocumented aliens towards the Houston area. This investigation is an example of no one being above the law and our office taking swift action in eliminating public corruption. Doesn't really sound like corruption to me. Sounds like the, the office was being based. Ms. Garza has been terminated from her employment effective immediately. On behalf of the 229th District Attorney's Office, we would like to thank all law enforcement personnel. Fuck them. Fuck all law enforcement personnel. ACAP means them too. 
I didn't put it on the list, but I do want to touch on the trial currently going on in Texas right now, just down the road from El Paso. You want to talk about uh, appreciating law enforcement, where a cop shot a woman in her house because she had a gun. He was creeping around in her backyard, never announced himself, was there because a door was left open on the woman's uh, the woman's home. She had every right to have her fucking door open. Apparently her nephew said that they were cooking burgers and uh, got the house a little smoky, so they opened the door. That's when he testified in court yesterday. This cop said he thought a burglary was taking place because the door was open and things were strewn about and he saw a person with a gun. person with a gun was the homeowner who was inside their own home who the cop shot dead through a window. We watched the, we watched the body cam footage. He, he didn't even finish announcing like uh, put the gun down, it's the cops or whatever the fuck he said before he shot. Motherfucker is a cold-blooded murderer, and I hope the jury finds him guilty. Hambulus, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I'm bitching about cops right now. We do that a lot here on this show. Speaking of smuggling... This one is not human trafficking. This one is announcing that seven people have been charged, including two U.S. residents. Mash, how did you ever guess? How did you ever guess? It was a black woman shot in her own home. How'd you know, Smash? Oh, indeed. Same old story, same old song and dance. Seven people have been charged, including two U.S. residents, in a scheme to smuggle sniper ammo to Russia. As I said earlier, you don't fucking hone in on the on the uh, uh, U.S.'s hone isn't the right word. This is this is the U.S.'s uh, job over here to sell ammo to foreign countries and keep conflicts going. That's their racket. But officials have announced charges. Uh, Today, we discussed our joint efforts to counter President Putin's brutal war on Ukraine and to support Ukraine's energy sector against Russian attacks. Love me some ice cube. Australia's efforts to impose sanctions coordinated with ours, as well as our shared work through the Ukraine Defense Contact Group, through which we're coordinating our aid efforts. Australia's also shown extraordinary... Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, it is KRS-One. ...territory contributing more than $440 million in military and... Not high enough for this shit. Ukraine matters to everybody uh, because uh, the peace that has endured since the um, conclusion of of World War II and the settlement that nations came to has been underpinned by a commitment to various rules and principles, including in the UN Charter. Uh, And if there is... Good evening. Um, not sufficient response to Russia uh, abrogating that charter, we are all less secure. That is what underpins Australia's um, position, bipartisan position on Ukraine, and why we commend uh, 
uh, the administration and the American people for your leadership on Ukraine. We see on Ukraine the need for um, the world to stand with Ukraine um, for as long as it takes. Why does Australia keep following the US's lead? Where it can uh, see the end of this conflict on its own terms. Oh, yes, Biden did sign the Respect for Marriage Act into law today. Let's cover that as well. Oh, he had to put his sunglasses on. Today's a good day. A day America takes a vital step toward equality. He didn't even have to use his AK. There's you some ice cube. Toward liberty and justice, not just for some, but for everyone. Everyone. Toward creating a nation where decency, dignity, and love are recognized, honored, and protected. Here we go. Well, that ain't this country, Jack. I think you have the wrong country. I signed the Respect for Marriage Act into law. Deciding whether to marry, who to marry, is one of the most profound decisions a person can make. I think they're playing Lady Gaga in the background, which, yeah, that's a great artist to choose. Maybe Born This Way is what they're playing? Marriage, I mean this involved my heart, marriage is a simple proposition. Who do you love? And will you be loyal with that person you love? It's not more complicated than that. The law recognizes that everyone should have the right to answer those questions for themselves without the government interference. For most of our nation's history, we denied interracial couples and same-sex couples from these protections. Poker face is a catchy fucking song. We failed to treat them with equal dignity and respect. And now, that's how you make a pop song. In interracial marriage and same-sex marriage must be recognized as legal in every state in the nation. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. homophobia, transphobia, they're all connected. But the antidote to hate is love. It's all the same, right? Yes, yes. It's not a coincidence that the people attacking drag queens are the same people that all had Kanye West on their shows. That's what I, I was trying to get through to Goldie the other day when we were talking about it. She she was so quick to call out the anti-Semitism but couldn't see the bigotry in, in some of the statements she made about transgender people. Don't you notice that the same people that are all doing the anti-symmetry are the ones that are also attacking the trans community? Tones giving out the gift subs. Man, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, uh, Hambulus. So, uh, Curiouser asked me the other day, we were driving down the road and we were talking about, she asked me about uh, codifying same-sex marriage. And I was like, oh, they're getting ready to pass that. Or they, they passed it in the house that day that we were, she was asking me about it. And she was like, okay, now they can't do anything about it. And I was like, well, I, 
I don't know what codifying it exactly does because I would assume that the Supreme Court could still strike it down because that's what the Supreme Court does. So I don't exactly know how the Congress passing a law about it protects it. I don't see how the court just can't declare it unconstitutional. And fuck Kirsten Cinema. We went over we went over Kirsten Cinema Sunday night. Fuck Kirsten Cinema. He sure did take credit for that. She was she's the first openly bisexual senator, I believe. Or she was the first openly bisexual member of Congress. He was front and center for the photo op. But I don't I don't think that's true. Like SCOTUS is the one that says if laws are constitutional or not. That's why this is a murky situation. I need I need to look this up and see what the legal scholars actually say about it. Now she's the first openly bipartisan senator. I've I've had to admit this on the show before. Like I had the biggest crush on cinema back in the mid two thousands, guys. Back in the mid two thousands, this was when she was uh, protesting the Iraq War. This is where I first came to to know of who she is. Back when she was in the Green Party. Move over to North Carolina, where the Attorney General is weighing charges in the Meadows voter fraud case. North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation said it has submitted to state prosecutors the findings of its voter fraud probe into Mark Meadows, a former White House Chief of Staff to President Donald Trump, who was simultaneously registered to vote in North Carolina and two other states. State Bureau of Investigation announced Tuesday that it has turned over the case uh, detailing its investigation into Meadows, North Carolina voter registration and listed residents to Attorney General Josh Stein's office. Prosecutors with the Attorney General's office will determine whether criminal charges are appropriate. Meadows, a former Republican North Carolina congressman, was removed from the state's voter rolls in April after Stein's office asked the Bureau to examine his voter registration records. He had listed a mobile home in Scaly Mountain, North Carolina that he never owned as his physical address weeks before casting an absentee by-mail ballot in the state for the 2020 presidential election. That's not the only hot water that Mark Meadows is in. So that's why Mark Meadows fought Congress's subpoena. His his text messages are so full of far-right trolls, you'd think it was a Lord of the Rings sequel. We're reading from Esquire. Ever since I discovered the... Intertubes... 
I'm sorry. First of all, I had <clears throat> I needed to cough, and second, I was trying to enter boobs. I was trying to figure out what that word was. For some reason, I thought it said inner boobs. Ever since I discovered the intertubes, Josh Marshall's Talking Points memo has been a go-to uh, go stop every morning and afternoon on Monday. TPM's Hunter Walker struck gold. He obtained a mother load of texts submitted by former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to the House Select Committee investigating the events of January 6th. According to the introduction to the series posted Monday, and absent further clarification, these texts pretty much seem to fit Meadows for a shroud... For shrewd shroud to and make a damned near impossible for other activists and politicians to explain their way out of an involvement in outright sedition. TPM is kicking off the series with an exclusive story showing that the log includes more than 450 messages with 34 Republican members of Congress. Those texts show varying degrees of involvement by members of Congress, from largely benign expressions of support for Trump. To the leading roles played by reps Jim Jordan, Jody Heiss, Mo Brooks, and Senator Ted Cruz in the plot to reverse Trump's defeat. We reached out to all of these legislators and will be detailing their roles and responses to our questions in the first installment of the series, which is coming later today. The text messages obtained from multiple sources offer new insights into how the assault on the election was rooted in deranged internet paranoia and undemocratic ideology. They show Meadows and other high-level Trump allies reveling in wild conspiracy theories, violent rhetoric, and crackpot legal strategies for refusing to certify Joe Biden's victory. They expose the previously unknown roles of some members of Congress, local politicians, activists, and others in the plot to overturn the election. Now, for the first time, any of those figures will be named and their roles will be described. Mark, when we lose Trump, we lose a republic. Fight like hell and find a way. We're with you down here in Texas and refuse to live under a corrupt Marxist dictatorship. That was according to Mike Kelly, an actual member of Congress. A 74-year-old from the state of Pennsylvania. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That's that's that was the quote I just read was Brian Babin from Texas. Sorry, Mike Kelly said we're in Philadelphia suing the Pennsylvania Secretary of State for her illegal meddling in this election and we'll continue to expose fraudulent actions. Uh let me know if there's anything I can do to fight these motherfuckers in Pennsylvania. He said in efforts, by the way. Our president is heroic. Thank you for all you've done, and please let the president know just how much he's loved and appreciated in Pennsylvania. Sincerely, Mike Kelly. The next day, Representative Greg Murphy sent Meadows a couple of texts with another version of the state legislature strategy gleaned from the far-right uh, far right website Revolver, which is run by Darren Beatty, a former Trump White House speechwriter who was fired from the Post in August of 2018 after it was revealed he participated in a 2016 conference with a high-profile white nationalist. Murphy's text was largely copied and pasted from a Revolver article that claimed the vote has been hopelessly contaminated. Republican state legislatures must now move to appoint pro-Trump electors. 
Why are we not pursuing this strategy? Murphy asked before sharing text from the Revolver article, adding, please pay close attention to the very last paragraph. Mark, Club for Growth, wanted me to help in Georgia, December 11th and 12th, on their bus tour. I've also been asked to help this weekend while I'm still trying to spur people to get real winner of Prez recognized, since without the Prez officially reelected, we're done. Would it be possible to ride AF1? Oh, Air Force One to Georgia Saturday. I'd only need a ride down since I'd stay there longer. Also, if Prez had any time I could drop by today, would love to see you both. Thanks, Louis Gomert. That was from Louis Gomert. Next quote is from Paul Gozar. Heard you guys go read the Esquire piece outlines more of the text messages go read the original tpm piece i i spend too much time on the internet i was like as fuck writing down on as fuck when we come back from the other side of the break we're going to talk about kavanaugh's christmas party we're going to run down the charges against sam bankman freed I say his name or I don't even fucking know anymore. Questions about TikTok and its usage. By the way, go follow me on TikTok. That's where you can get the freaking news every day. One of the many platforms. Megan Kelly is going to tell us how much she hates Keith Oberman. Matt Taibbi is going to repeat the meme. The right is getting better at comedy and it's scaring the left. talk about Vince McMahon trying to make a comeback doesn't think the the sexual assault allegations and uh, paying women hush money from company funds is enough to keep him down and he was, the New Zealand PM was caught on a hot mic laying down some profanity a football announcer has apologized for his on-air racial slur. Plus, we're going to talk about the insane weather event hitting the United States. Sam Bankman fraud. Well, yeah, you're a break. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol live. Here's Seth Rollins. This is WWE superstar and multiple-time champion Seth Rollins. Seth is one of the top wrestlers in the industry, and never in a million years would I expect that Seth would be spying on me, or at least following me on social media. You see, a few years ago around 2015 or 2016, Seth started referring to himself as Seth freaking Rollins. Now Justin, you may say, your name is Justin freaking. That's not very similar. And you'd be right. But... I actually rebranded myself as Justin Freakin' after Rollins blatantly stole my gimmick. Before last year, I went by... Justin Freakin' Mullins! Justin Freakin' Mullins! Justin Freakin' Mullins! I am on film and audio, calling myself Justin Freakin' Mullins several years before Seth Rollins. And if we take a trip in the Wayback Machine, we can see that I've actually been using the appellative 
since I was in high school. If this was Seth's only offense, I might let it slide. But recently he started referring to himself as the Monday Night Messiah. Hmm, I wonder where I have heard something like that before. I am the new media messiah. I am the new media messiah. Self-proclaimed new media messiah. The new media messiah. So, Seth, since you and the WWE are clearly paying attention to me, consider this video your cease and desist to stop infringing on my intellectual property and issue me a check for a cut of that sweet merchandise money. Obviously, you and the WWE are big fans of my ideas, so maybe you should offer me a slot on the creative team. Anyone who has watched Raw in the past decade knows you could use the help. And if you're watching this video and you're not Seth Rollins, check out the links below to learn how you can contribute to my legal fund. So my other ad about suing people is about suing Gwyneth Paltrow. As I covered on the freaking news earlier this morning, Gwyneth Paltrow among the celebrities being sued for the NFT scam. Somebody beat me to it. They're already suing Gwyneth Paltrow. Can I get in on that? Gwyneth Paltrow stole my idea for pussy candles. I invented pussy candles, ma'am. I just didn't have the money to bring them to market. Or you guys would already, you would all have pussy candles in your house. You'd be smelling vagina right now. And we'd all be happy. He's charging like 700 and something fucking dollars for a fucking pussy candle. I'd charge you like eight. My prices would be comparable to a Yankee candle, bitches. I changed I changed the title. It says fusion and not fission now. I take criticism well. Oh you new meme. God is going to pour himself into all of your cracks and make you whole. I don't even know if this is a meme. This might actually be a real fucking Christian inspirational thing. Looks like she's bathing in honey. Like her lover's getting ready to lick honey off of her naked body. You live in sexual anarchy? It's pussy scented. What would a candle for your pussy? What a candle for your pussy? What would that be? I'm interested. We might have to start selling it on the freak store. God is going to pour himself into all your holes and make you crack. You can interpret it many different ways. It could. It looks like God is jizzing on on a woman. Maybe this is how you get a Jesus. God's jizz is like honey colored. Jizzus. Jizzus. 
It's a golden shower. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I told I told some friends one time I was riding with them and, and I had slept with a mutual friend of theirs and I was telling them about it. I was like, well, I, she squirted. Like, I think she just peed all over me, to be honest with you. And it was a lot. And they were like, but you're into that, right? I was like, oh yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> Lord Log is like, all right, I am out on that one. As if I, as if I hadn't done enough. I mean, did you come here for wholesome content or something? Hey, Justin, are you trolling? I've got it. It's the, it's at the end of the show. I've got wholesome content for you. I've got some, uh, I got a video of some pities, I believe. Yeah, you get pities tonight. I got wholesome content. We did Dave the Cat coming home with the, with the, uh, British soccer team. Wholesome content. Jupiter myth? I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, Mox. Let's talk about, uh, this guy I had no clue who he was, uh, just, uh, just like a month ago. Last time you got into an argument with that right wing guy in YouTube chat, you kept screaming, dude, I suck cocks. Yes. And what's your point? Lord Locke. He kept accusing me of saying homophobic shit. And I'm like, dude, I suck cock. How is that possible? I mean, I guess, I guess it's, it's possible that, uh, you can be, you can be gay or, you know, I'm, I'm not gay. I'm not straight either, but I'm not gay. I guess it's possible that you cannot be straight and still exude homophobia. Someone can be black and still be racist. Someone can be Jewish and be anti-Semitic. Like, I guess. Uh, technically, I am pansexual because I I do not discriminate against anyone on the spectrum. And and to be honest with you, if I find out a woman has a dick, it kind of makes her a lot hotter. Like, I may have already been attracted to her, and then I find out she got a dick, and I'm like, oh, that just made you ten times hotter. I had to explain girl dick to my friend the other day. He's like, but how is it different than a normal dick? I'm like, because they've been on, you know... Not at, not all trans people have been on hormones, but you know, if they have taken hormone therapy, especially been on it for over a year, it changes your body chemistry and it changes your dick. And you have these, these cute little girl dicks and they're, they're just adorable. <laughs> God, I'm not, I'm not high enough for this shit. And that's, that's true because every hit that I've been taking out of this bong has been CBD. It hasn't actually been weed. <laughs> Oh, God damn. So, I, I need some actual weed, because I am not high enough for this.
You want to see cute girl dick? Go look at my likes on Twitter. There is like two things that I like on Twitter. Because likes are open to everybody, right? I mainly do it. I mainly do it so that like if right-wingers go and look through my shit, they're going to look through a hell of a lot of, of, of cute trans girls. <laughs> Lenny, I try. That's that's one of my goals. I first and foremost, I am a comedian and I do a comedy show with a troll head. The topic of the comedy show just happens to be uh, news. I want to be informative. First, first I want to be entertaining and funny. Second, I want to be informative. So I hope you learn something coming in here. I I'm particular and and while I'll fuck anybody I don't I don't develop emotional com- connections with just anybody and maybe that's the stranger fetish or something that's what that developed out of because <laughs> like I I will I will sleep with somebody and then like I get really they're annoying to me most people are annoying to me I don't like most people. I'm not a people person. There's very few people I can be around for an extended period of time. And that's why, like, fucking, I loved Sparkles. I could be around Sparkles all the time and never get tired of her. Apparently, she got tired of me, though. Doesn't It doesn't work both ways. <laughs> oh, God damn. This is marijuana. As actual marijuana. I'm still saving my I've got the I've got the good good over here. I was gonna smoke it with Curiouser on her day off. Today was supposed to be her other day off, but she got called into work. I was gonna smoke it with Curiouser last night. I went out into the living room. I was like, oh, I downloaded that Will Ferrell movie. If you want to watch, you know, watch a Christmas movie, we'll smoke this other bowl. I've been saving of the good good. First of all, she thought I had like one bowl of pot period left. And she's like, you've already smoked all that. I was like, no, I've got one bowl of the of the sour diesel, the the eighth I bought. I do I wanna she's already watched the new one, I think. I think she already watched the new one because I was talking to her about it because I was like, was it Woke Potato and I did the uh, story about um, one of the cast members was trying to buy the house, which is a museum and a gift shop and shit. Had a fight with the owner and like it was on video. We were watching like the TMZ video of the fight. And that's when I found out they were doing uh, like an actual sequel because they've done multiple sequels to a Christmas story. Like I like the the actual sequel to a Christmas story is like a vac a, a summer vacation story or something like that. But then there's like another Christmas story that's not the the original cast. There's there's multiple attempts at a sequel. Only one is is written by the actual. Uh, how much is the legal pot? Um, I think it came out to be like $10 a gram. Yeah, so there, there's multiple attempts at a sequel. Only one of them was written by the dude that did the original. 
that's the that's the thing is like you gotta get the dude that actually wrote the original and I don't think the new one was written by the original guy because I think he's dead and, but they got as much of the cast as they could together yeah that's a there there yeah there's there's multiple attempts to revive the the series but this is like the best one apparently I watched the trailer expecting it to look like shit and I was like oh that's actually looks pretty you know funny I'll take it you know it might be nostalgia and everything but you know eh. tadpole that's what that's curious it was like well this works out to be about the same as we're paying you know on the black market and we kind of get, you know, she, she, I think she goes back and forth on it, right? So it's like a 30 minute drive for us to go to the pot store. Maybe less, maybe like 20, 20 and some change. Um, but you get, you get a, you know, you get to, I, I don't want to say there's a, like the first pot store I went to, which is a little bit further away. It had more of a variety of THC products. This one only had one THC product other than like these little eights and jars. This was the only like different like types they had. I got a sour diesel. This is like CBD infused with THC. But in terms of just being able to buy an ounce, they only had one type. I didn't like, I don't think it's far either. No, but like in order to buy it on the black market, she has to go to her friend and apparently they have to have like a whole visit like it's a it's an ordeal when she goes to her friend's house to get it. So it's which one, you know, driving 20 25 minutes going in and out of a store or going to the friend's house and having to spend 2 hours visiting, you know. It's like <laughs> Oh shit. But that's why that's why I had the CBD. I was like, you know, I'll start smoking the CBD on stream cuz like yeah, I don't even really fill the pot. But then like I, I do feel the pot, actually. Because that was one of the things of like, I think my adrenaline cancels out the marijuana. Uh, so I don't really feel the pot as much as I do like when I'm smoking and I'm not on stream. But no, I, I feel the pot. It was smoking the CBD this entire time. Like, I, I'd rather have the pot. Surfer McGritty! Good evening. How are you, my friend? If I give McGritty a shout out, please. Give people a shout out I might miss. We didn't shout out Squid earlier. I don't think. Maybe somebody did. Somebody was nice enough to, to do that. Because I'm a bad host. Anyway, let's find out what that news be doing. Thank you, Tones. Taking care of business over here. I have some kind of zit on my shoulder. <laughs> and it's not like it's not in a in a in a position where I can pop it. Hell yeah, Tones. It's not ready to pop yet. It hurts. It's bothering me. I'm sorry. It's probably too much information. But what are you going to do? You going to cancel me? Cancel me, motherfuckers. Stop yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. We will, Jordy. 
Someone who has been canceled because he fucked over rich people. Sam Bankman Freed. Sam Bankman Freed. We found out what the charges are against him. Wire fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy, conspiracy, curious. Wire fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud, conspiracy, and money laundering. Go to CNBC with the story. By regulators to hold someone accountable for the multi-billion dollar implosion of FTX last month. What we know is that SPF was taken into custody after U.S. authorities filed criminal charges against Bankman Free. Now, those exact charges are currently under seal. The U.S. attorney for the... Yes. Yes, Lord Locke. I find I find like zit talk disgusting. I find sex talk perfectly natural. I don't know. It's just me. You live in sexual anarchy. Some people fucking watch that zit bobbing shit all day long. I think you people are gross. But I don't want to yuck your yum either. My buddy's into that, apparently. He watches zip popping video. Weirdos. Southern District of New York said that they would likely unseal that indictment sometime I, this morning. Getting off on a tangent here, I spend so much time making fucking cartoon news that gets three, four fucking views on YouTube. Meanwhile, fucking zip popping videos get millions of views. Thanks a lot, guys. The internet is totally a good thing. Anyway. Several news outlets, including the Wall Street Journal and New York Times, are reporting the charges that they include, among other things, wire fraud, securities fraud, and money. I'm not into pain. I don't like pain. The Securities Exchange Commission says that it has initiated another set of civil charges against Bankman Freed relating to violations of securities laws. The SEC says that those charges will also be filed publicly today. It is a very weird stream. Before all of this, we had been expecting testimony from SPF before the House Financial Services Committee during its FTX hearing at 10 a.m. Eastern time today. That's no longer happening. And That's what I was about to say. Did that happen? Says SPF will appear in magistrate court in Nassau. I, I actually kind of thought about carrying those hearings. I was still up when they came on. And Brian, that is where we stand right now. Well, it could actually be very good timing for Mr. Bankman Freed. I'll explain why in a few minutes, but but I'm going to ask you this. Any word on when we could have an... Ex- oh, yeah, all those charges. They're like, it's like a 10-year sentence on all of them. Like, for each count, it's like 10 years. Uh, <laughs> well, this is why this could be a good thing. What up, Lady B? Bankman Freed could be back on American soil. You know, a lot of that timing depends on how well the U.S. and the Bahamas coordinate on this. And so far, all signs point to the fact that the Bahamian government he, is cooperating because remember... He was the CEO of... Uh, you sent me some kind of link. What? Your malarkey has been going on for a long time. I got a... I got a uh, you want me to turn that into an on-screen graphic or something? Like I don't, I don't. 
You want me to put your your uh, dark Biden meme up? We can do that. I can't. I can't stop playing with the zit. Oh, you can pick one of my graphics to hit. That's what the the redeem is. Come on, man. Your malarkey has been going on for long enough, kiddo. Is that what you're saying to Sam Bankman Freed? He was the founder of FTX, which as I understand it was like a crypto evaluation site. They, they were like the... What, what was that... They were like a ratings agency for crypto. So remember back in the in the banking uh, uh, collapse of 2008, how the rating agencies were in on the scam with the Wall Street traders? Oh, and he had an exchange. Okay. So basically, like, he was like a ratings agency and an exchange, and he was fucking... He had this investment firm called Alameda Research. And he was using funds from the the research company that people were investing in to prop up the exchange over here in the FTX. So, like, the two... The two... The two companies' assets were, were, were banking on each other, Right? So, like, FTX was being propped up by the Alameda, and and Alameda was being propped up by the FTX. It was all like a fucking house of cards. I don't know shit about finance, so if I was off on anything I said, forgive me, but I think I was close. He lost like two. He was worth like two hundred. No, no, it wasn't two hundred billion. Company was worth two hundred billion. Some shit like that. They filed bankruptcy. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really fucking this story up. I apologize. Well, I should be reading something to you, as opposed to doing this off the top of my head. There's been a lot of talk and there have been several uh, states that have banned the use of TikTok by government employees. So let's talk about TikTok. There are uh, issues with TikTok. China is indeed getting your data and there is an issue like China was using the the Discord. They they own like a a majority share or a large chunk of Discord, and they were using it to foment violence inside of servers during January sixth and shit like that. So TikTok is indeed owned by this dance bike company, which is Chinese. So all of our data from TikTok is going to China. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I was very reluctant about putting TikTok on my phone. I actually did put it on my phone so that it would sync with my contacts and I could have more TikTok followers because, you know, trying to build myself on TikTok because apparently that's the platform to go to now for organic reach. I promptly deleted it off after I found, you know, all the people that 
Uh, I, I needed to follow on TikTok that were in my contacts. But there are issues with our use of TikTok. And I understand why, like, I don't think the federal government should ban it. The, the zit is nowhere near being able to be popped. That's the problem. And if you see me reach into my shirt, I'm still fucking pigging at it. Because it hurts. But it's not it's not ready to be popped yet. And I'm just going to make it worse. I'm going to make the whole... I'm going to make the whole thing worse. I don't understand... How people fucking scroll through TikTok. Like, there's some... There's some good shit on TikTok. But I'm going to be honest with you. People have sent me these videos from TikTok. And I'm like, why? Why? This was... This was This was not an entertaining one minute. Please don't send me TikToks. And there's also the whole thing that... If I click on a TikTok that somebody has sent me on another platform, TikTok opens automatically, it auto-plays, and it auto-plays at the loudest possible volume. And you can't really grab it and stop it from auto-playing. It is the most annoying fucking thing on desktop. Please don't send me TikToks. Also, most aren't funny. Just, just throwing it out there. I'm so, this has been my rant about TikTok. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All of you that have a TikTok, uh, habit now, it's a, it's a thing. Come on, man. So I'm sorry if I've, I've insulted people and ran off followers. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I do such a bad job at, 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 at growing my channel. But there are issues with TikTok that you need to be made aware of. I don't want to fearmonger though, because there's a lot of right wingers doing a lot of fearmongering about TikTok. News is now banned on government devices in five states. Public employees there cannot have TikTok on their work phones, computers, or tablets. The FBI is also sounding the alarm about the social media platform. What are the concerns? That is, that is, TikTok. when you listen to all these concerns, they're all the same concerns that you should have with Apple, Google. YouTube, but the worry here is like, as I gave, I gave the example with discord and the Chinese government was using the discord servers to kind of poke the bear. Not that we shouldn't be worried about private entities. Elon is using Twitter right now to poke the bear. Parents tell their kids to delete the app. Good question. Here's Jeff Wagner. Do you have TikTok on your phone? Yes, I do. Jamie is one of more than a billion people a month around the world actively using the social media giant TikTok. Norman, however... I just never tried it out. Just never just, hey, let me make a TikTok and let me see how it is. His lack of curiosity for the app is what some state lawmakers might prefer. Texas, Maryland, South Dakota, South Carolina, and Nebraska are leading the charge in banning TikTok on all government devices, stating it's a security concern, given TikTok's owner, ByteDance, is a Chinese company. Do a lot of people in Washington think it's important to address these issues? 
Absolutely. And Cocos is an author and the director. I'm just, I'm not down with it unless we address all privacy concerns and give us some sort of bill of rights for our data or some shit. I would really appreciate that. If the government is going to tackle this issue, I would like them to actually tackle this issue, but I have a feeling they won't. Yeah, East Asia Center. What is the potential concern with having TikTok on our phones? The first is the type of data that TikTok as an app is able to gather about our usage of the technologies. That includes our contacts, voice, images, things we like on the app or preferences. Then there's the aspect of what the app can gather on our phones. Exactly, from your phone. That could include your, your geolocation and shit. The, the worry is that China's government can audit data from ByteDance. I fucking get it, Lady B. Then potentially influence users with what does or does not show up in their TikTok feed. Would that be a concern for you that... China's government. Oh, yes, it's, it's, it's Facebook phone. is an American company. Not necessarily. I don't think that any information that I have on my phone would necessarily. But also, this, this is another part of this issue. That's what I keep saying, Lady B. <laughs> Fucking shit. Another part of this issue is that we have crusty old people running the government. That don't even know how these apps and, and, and fucking phones even work. So responding to these issues is, is near impossible. For harm? It's not about our individual user data as much as it is about aggregating the data of so many people to be able to develop misinformation campaigns, disinformation campaigns. But if it's that serious, no, I would not want to use it at all. If it's going to affect our country, no. Does this mean people should delete the app from their phone, not Anybody download affect it, should parents country. be mindful if their children have it? This is obviously a, a personal choice at this point. Overall, I would say parents should be very careful about what apps their kids download on their phones. Jeff Wagner, WCCO 4 News. TikTok tonight sharing any user data with the Chinese government. It told CBS News that any concerns leading to these bans are misinformation. If you have a good question. No, 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 it's totally shared. No, I don't believe that for a second. They are totally giving the data over to the Chinese government. I believe it's in their terms of service. So, that is not true. Do you have any wrestling fans in the audience? You guys wrestling fans? Raise your hands. You might remember that the CEO WWE had to step down earlier this year. Had a match at WrestleMania. Shortly after had to step down as the CEO of the company. After being embroiled in a sexual harassment scandal where he was accused of using company money to pay off women, apparently, even in the midst of a new sexual assault allegation, Vince McMahon intends to return to the WWE. Vinny Mac, who, my God, am I glad he's gone. Is the WWE perfect? No. Has it gotten better since Vince has been gone? God, yes. God, yes.
I I am on Triple H's side. Fuck Vince McMahon. I do not want Vince back. Killer Kowalski and, and Gorgeous George. Hell yeah. I I go old school. I do not want Vince back in the picture. Former WWE chairman Vince McMahon, who stepped down in July amid a sexual misconduct scandal, has plans to return to the company, according to the Wall Street Journal. The Journal's Joe Palazzolo and Ted Mann report that McMahon has told people that he intends to make a comeback at WWE and has said that he received bad advice from people close to him to step down and that he now believes the allegations and investigations would have blown over had he stayed. The report also states that McMahon has been accused of assaulting a former spa manager at a Southern California resort in 2011, an allegation not previously reported in the media. A lawyer for the woman sent an email to McMahon's lawyer in November detailing the allegations, according to the journal. Also in November, McMahon's lawyer, Jerry McDivitt, received a demand letter from a lawyer representing former WWE referee Rita Chatterton, who said in a 1992 television interview that McMahon had raped her in the back of a limousine. Patterson's lawyer's letter asked for $11.75 million in damages, the journal reports. The journal previously reported that McMahon had paid more than $12 million to four women over the past 16 years to get them to keep quiet about allegations of McMahon's sexual misconduct and infidelity. first payout to be publicized was paid to a now former WWE paralegal who had an affair with McMahon. The payment, which was made without the knowledge of the company, triggered a WWE investigation that unearthed additional payments. One such payment went to a former wrestler who said McMahon coerced her into putting his penis in her mouth and then did not renew her contract after she refused further advances. Another woman, a WWE contractor, said she had received unsolicited nude photos from McMahon and that he had sexually harassed her on the job. She got dick pics from McMahon. You live in sexual anarchy? Good lord. Look at this old fuck. Would you want a dick pic from that man? He's out of touch with reality, Lady B. There's no other... You can tell by the way he he resided over the product. He was completely out of touch with reality. Has been for 20 or 30 fucking years now. Maybe, maybe Vince in the early 90s before he became a, a multimillionaire. Maybe when he was still the scrappy small businessman... He had some sense of of what was going on in the real world, but this is a man that's out of touch. Just like Elon Musk is out of touch. Just like Dave Chappelle is out of touch. Reverse Thread, good evening. They, They still show that video of Undertaker throwing mankind off the cell. Absolutely, he's a toxic narcissist. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm shocked that he feels he can make a comeback. 
Jesus Christ. All right, we are going to now go to Megan Kelly. What's the name of her show? The Megan Kelly Show. That was pretty easy. They're not even original. It's the Dan Bongino Show. It's the Megan Kelly Show. They're not fucking original on the right. Come up with something original. The Troll Patrol Live is original. It's catchy. It rolls off the tongue. The Megan Kelly Show. You guys don't have creative people around you? No, you don't. Because creative people tend to be liberal. Or leftist. Mox, there, there are people that have, have speculated that maybe McMahon makes some indie shots, comes out on the indie shows and shit. That would be hilarious. What's not going to be hilarious is Megyn Kelly. And maybe unintentionally funny. She's got some beef with Keith Oberman. And I was a huge Keith Oberman fan. Back in the mid 2000s, so I'm interested to hear what this beef is about. So, ladies and gentlemen, non-binary folk in the audience, let's let's pour some tea and let's hear what Megan Kelly has to say about Keith Oberman. I have a pal over in Australia, uh, Paul Murray, who sends me Keith Oberman clips. Why? Because every once in a while he goes on a rant, and it's kind of entertaining. You know, he's a terrible man, not Paul. Keith. Oh yes, and um. So some they're they're entertaining at times. Well, this was just a weird one. Those two had a relationship with Keith, when Keith Olbermann was a like I, I think he was pretty much a household name at this point, and she was just trying to break into the business, and they lived together for three years, and that was some fifteen years ago. Well, he's to my knowledge never spoken about it before. So this is incredibly catty shit here. Let me let me get this straight. I have a pal over in Australia. Uh, Paul Murray, who sends me Keith Olbermann clips. What's wrong with Why? What an asshole. Because every once in a while he goes on a rant, and it's kind of entertaining. You know, he's a terrible man, not Paul, Keith. Mm. And um, so some, they're, they're entertaining at times. Well, this was just a weird one. Those two had a relationship with Keith, when Keith Olbermann was a, like, I think he was pretty much a household name at this point, and she was just trying to break into the business. And they lived together for three years. And Who's the she? And that's what confused me. That's why I went back. Because she, she said her friend in Australia, Paul Murray. So I thought he was saying that Keith Oberman lived with Paul Murray here. Or maybe, maybe she's saying Paula Murray? And that was some 15 years ago. Well, he's, to my knowledge, never spoken about it before. But he's ready to now. Oh, I would much rather watch Keith Overman than Megan Kelly. And I've watched his little, uh, he's got like countdown, like little, like fucking shorts and shit. Now he does. I've watched them. I'm, like, I'm not religiously watching them, but when they pop up, I'll be like, oh, I'll listen to what Keith has to say. Now, because he did a like 15 minute diatribe on her on his podcast going off. What, what upset who? was the trigger? She was in the news with her 
current husband, she was never married to Keith, with her husband, who works, I think, at CBS, mm -hmm. because the husband got a vasectomy. And they decided to go public with this information. And honestly, to, to Keith Oberman's credit, he was like, why the hell do we care? Like, why do you feel the need to go report that to the news station so you can get your face in the papers or something else in the papers where they're talking about your vasectomy? Um, and then it just led him down a lane where he just decided to tell about 25 secrets about Katie Turr. The segment oh, is- Oh, Katie Turr, that's who we're talking about. I said I'd never tell, which is like, well, that's a great name for a segment. Or good really evening. you a terrible person. Wow. But here's just- We, we, we are getting some drama here. This is some, some uh, has-been drama. So we're, we're talking about Katie Turr, who apparently had a fling with- Keith Oberman at one point in time. I the, I know the name, but shit, I'm looking at her face right now and she doesn't even really look that familiar with me. Apparently, she's had some kind of fling with Keith Oberman. And Megyn Kelly can't say that she, you know, happened upon a Keith Oberman clip. She has to say that her friend sent her a Keith Oberman clip. She can't admit to actually keeping up with Keith. Of what he said. On January 22nd, 2017, Katie Turr of MSNBC asked me to write her Trump book for her. She was serious. And there are receipts. So all this time I have remained silent about the nearly three years she and I lived together and the eight years after that during which I remained her good and loyal friend and I have remained silent even though the day she moved into my place in New York she expected a New York TV station would hire her with no experience and no audition tape and I have remained silent about how her father whom she has never stopped trashing sent her $10,000 worth of cameras and editing equipment to help her get started and I have remained silent even though she sent me nearly all of her scripts for her NBC News stories, including her Trump campaign coverage in 2016. And I edited nearly every one of them. And several times I had to completely rewrite them for her. And I have remained on, silent man. even though six days after my emergency appendectomy in 2007, she started punching and slapping me with real intent to do harm because the living room wasn't clean enough in our place. And how exactly do you even try to defend yourself against a woman 125 pounds lighter and a foot shorter than you? Is it a what? Megan Kelly hiding your face. Bitter party of one. <laughs> what a disgrace. I mean, that man has been a disgrace. And I'll just say this. I've heard things about uh, Keith Olbermann over the years. And uh, I wouldn't say them. It's not my place to say. But um, I, I like this dude. What's his name? Stuff like that. But what is the purpose of this? What does he do? What's he on with Megyn Kelly for? Girlfriend. That, by the way, did that not sound like Keith Olbermann? Did he? He's it, 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 like an old person. That is an old man. Okay. Like he's just if you a listen to the list of grievances, he's like... It was on the iHeart app, so it's possible it was compressed in some weird way to make the, the, the file size smaller, and it did something to his voice. She, there was an article about it in the New York Times. The New York Times reported that they reached out to me for an interview, and I didn't respond or declined to participate. This guy was like a reporter on Vice, wasn't he? Times reporter and said, did you reach me? Did you text me? Did you email me? No. I said, none of what you reported is true. She said, well, I asked Katie Turr if she would ask you. To participate and she told me you said no and he was like ah. <laughs> like katie turk clearly didn't want keith overman to be consulted for this thing and he i mean his level of outrage over these minor slights is it's just disproportionate 
I don't know what's happened there, but it's something. It's like it's very uh, train wrecky to watch an ex. Oh. Both of these people are public figures. Go public with this list of grievances and try to take down a woman who's clearly moved on. She's married to somebody else. Her career's fine. His career. I mean, you clearly fine. wanted to cover it. It's very entertaining. I'm sure it's doing. I don't know how it's doing. I don't know, but bitter, bitter, bitter. I mean, Some, it's, yeah, no, there's something anyway. terribly ironic about pushing grievances and while insisting that, you know, you, you kept these secrets for a very long time and you're chastising her for talking about a, a medical procedure in public while you're just airing all of your dirty laundry. She asked me to help her write a book. Um, okay. Uh, I, I don't. I certainly don't want to dis- dismiss uh, claims that you've been attacked, that there was some sort of domestic violence in your relationship. Um, the the fact that you carried on a relationship afterwards and were very friendly um, until you decided not to be like this is just really strange. It seems like a bizarre. No, no, that story. totally happens. Mean guy. He really is a a mean guy. Um, and there's just look. He said some nice things about Stuart Varney, so I I should temper my criticism because I don't really know Keith Olbermann at all. I just know that when he makes headlines on Twitter. But he's a mean guy. But hey, he said some nice shit about Stuart Varney. Which why did he say nice shit about Stuart Varney? Or on a show. I right, sassy to catch you up on this mess that we're talking about. Like there, this we're like three parties removed from some messy ass like spilling the tea shit. It's nine times out of ten. It's he's being absolutely caustic mm. about somebody with whom he was once close. You know, it's like it's one thing to have strong opinions about the news. God bless. Megan Kelly is upset at Keith Oberman for being upset at Keith Oberman's ex-girlfriend. It's not sped up. He gets paid to do. It's quite another to be going after people personally with your with your microphone people you used you're to going after people you used to love um anyway the whole thing is awkward um let's, but yeah. let's, uh, you know, that's remember, our business uh that uh, a lot of people in politics and the media are, are uh, constantly guilty of projection uh and mm. uh, yes megan kelly wants to hate fuck keith overman that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense i think mox hit it uh, out of the park Megan Kelly wants to hate fuck Keith Overman. She's upset at Katie Turr because she had a relationship with him. Perhaps she's she's jealous of Katie Turr's success. So therefore, she she gets a twofer here. She gets to attack Overman and she gets to attack Turr. But she kind of nominally seems like she's on the woman's side. I could see Overman being a narcissistic asshole. But I mean... Megan Kelly too. <laughs> I could I could see Megan Kelly being a narcissistic asshole too. All right, are you guys ready to have some fun? Or are you ready to have some chuckles? Are you ready to have some chuckles? We're gonna talk about comedy with Matt Taibbi and Ben Shapiro. I was growing up, there would have been no thought at all of conservatism as an attractive ideology for a young person like that 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 was completely out of the realm of possibility but now i think you see it very significantly with something like humor there's just no sense of humor on on the political left now and that used to be the exclusive province there is no sense of humor on the left now 
Or maybe it's just the shit that you guys are saying isn't funny. Do you know how many times we've heard the I identify as an attack helicopter joke? Or one of the variations of? Like, that's the only joke the right has. Um, of the political left once upon a time. I mean, I, I grew up listening to Richard Pryor albums and, you know, that Sam Kinison. This is Matt Taibbi, former reporter and, for the Rolling Stone. Uh, those were our people, we thought. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, uh, there's no joking allowed on the side of the aisle. And that's one of the things that's funny, uh, incidentally, about uh, Matt Walsh's movie is that it's done with a kind of sense of humor and a satirical bent that's sort of taboo uh, on our side of the aisle now, which I find really strange because that, that shift happened almost overnight uh, and imperceptibly. I had done an interview with a woman named Kara Dansky, who is a, a feminist, a, gen a gender critical feminist. And uh, I, it's not that I purposely show. Did you tell her you identified as an attack helicopter? And did she look at you and be like, yes, you guys have one joke. You've told that same joke for 10 years and we're tired of it. I just didn't want to deal with the blowback that I knew was going to come. I, I kept telling myself it wasn't the right time. So, uh, I, I Matt Walsh isn't funny. Matt Walsh is dead serious when he says shit like Justin Freakin, a formidable voice in the culture. Guiltier and guiltier about that as time progressed. And when Matt's movie came out, when One as a Woman came out, I realized, um, I thought this was an opportunity to kind of fix the that problem of having, you know, not run that interview. So I, I did both at once. I reviewed Matt's movie and ran that interview at the same time. And the, the response was unbelievable. J just for reviewing the movie, forget about what I said about it. Um, I, you know, I lost friends over that. There were, there were people who, who I've known for decades who, who have now have basically said that I'm a transphobe and I, I, I'm. Well, I mean, if you took Matt Walsh's movie seriously, then I would have to imagine that you are indeed a transphobe. As for the Daily Wire, they didn't find it very funny. They didn't find it very funny when I did a piece about what is a woman and I reviewed their movie. Due to a copyright takedown notice that we received, we had to take down your video from YouTube. Somebody tried to say, oh, it was just you got reported. The Daily Wire didn't take it down. No, I would like to point you to the, the part where it says, takedown issued by Bent Key Ventures LLC, The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire, 100%, is the is, is the the people who issued the takedown notice. I know this because I get uh, flagged a lot and say like, "Oh, this uh, YouTube channel may be using your content. It is up to the copyright holder to take down the content." So the Daily Wire did not find my review of their fucking movie funny. Just saying. I'm, I'm going to try to catch the commercial breaks here on Twitch and postpone them where we can get through the like the last three stories we got here. I give you your pities and you're on your way without ever seeing the commercial. First thing we're going to talk about is we're going to go to New Zealand. 
Apparently, the prime minister was caught on a hot microphone and said some sort of vulgarity, which probably makes me like her even more. Mr. Speaker, we've openly uh, said that, for instance, MIQ uh, was something that was very difficult at the time and that there were people uh, affected by it and that we would do things differently were we ever confronted with that again. But, Mr. Speaker, I stand by the work that we've done as a government over this last year and over this past term. We've always made decisions that we believe to be in the best interests of New Zealand yep. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question number five, Nicola Willis. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. My question. So it's kind of easy to miss, and even the uh, reporting here says it sounded like she said he's such an arrogant prick. Uh, question number five, Nicola Willis. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. My question. Can the Prime Minister give an example? More time. Uh, question number five, Nicola Willis. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. My question. I do believe she said he's such an arrogant prick, which I mean. Has the dude tried not being an arrogant prick? Can the Prime Minister give an example of her making a mistake, apologising so for... Apparently this was the arrogant prick. Uh, Mr Speaker, there's been a number... He leads the Libertarian ACT party. Apparently questioning the Prime Minister on her record. So, once again, this is the arrogant prick she was referring to. Can the Prime Minister give an example of her making a mistake, apologising for it properly and fixing it? Oh. Uh, Mr Speaker, there's been a number of occasions where we acknowledge that we will not have perfect responses. Oh, look, Jacinda Ardern texted me and said, I apologise, it's not something I should have said. And she said, as my mum would say, uh, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. I agree with the sentiment and um, it's all good as far as how I'm did, concerned. How did you reply to that text? Oh, I just said thank you and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. At the end of the day, uh, it's not the end of the world. I don't know why that dude cracked me up. Just like the look on his face. I told her I have a bad Christmas. I did a horrible Australian impression. I, that's why I shouldn't do impressions. Ever. Never. The end of the doy. <laughs> oh, God. The Italian Prime... Or Italian Prime... The uh, Australian Prime Minister is... I said we weren't doing any foreign news, and I, I had to throw that one in there. The Australian Prime Minister wasn't the only one caught on a hot mic. ESPN analyst... And... I might I might have phrased this wrong because I, I think he knew his microphone was on. ESPN ESPN analyst and former NFL quarterback Robert Griffin III apologized Monday night for using a racial slur on live television while appearing on Monday Night Football. So I have the I have the video here. Find out what he actually said before we read the rest of the story. We don't want any spoilers here. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate from the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. People said. Whoa! New Zealand. New Zealand mocks. You're right. Uh, wrong, wrong prime minister. He 
Yep, that's a racial slur. I don't, should I, I? I would love to play it again, but I think that might be terms of service. People said that Jalen Hurts couldn't get it done. He couldn't operate from the pocket. He's not the quarterback of the future. I think he proved all those jigaboos wrong. Oh, shit. Uh, yo, definitely need to clarify this, he wrote on Twitter. This is not what I meant to say. I was trying to say those bugaboos. Uh, what's a bugaboo? <laughs> In reference to haters and doubters, regardless of my intention, I understand the historical context of the term that came out of my mouth, and I apologize. While praising Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, Griffin used uh, the slur to reference his doubters. The clip went viral not long after that, leading to his apology. The slur is defined in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as used as an insulting and contemptuous term for a black person. Come on, man. I, that's just an unfortunate uh, slip. That's just an unfortunate slip on air. Clearly, he did not mean to say that. But it makes for it makes for a fun time. What's not a fun time is all the people being. Uh, yeah, he could have said jabronis. Jabronis would have worked. What is not a fun time is all the people being affected by the crazy weather hitting the interior United States. As we learned last night, all 48 states. The continental United States experiencing severe weather this week thanks to this storm that is plowing through the entire fucking country. Let's check it out. From tornadoes and blizzards to below zero wind chills, millions of Americans are dealing with extreme weather conditions. In the West, drivers navigating whiteout conditions near Lake Tahoe, California. The storm dumped a few feet of snow on the Lake Tahoe area, burying homes, knocking out power lines. There's a cool drone shot. Residents will likely be digging out for days. Winds over 100 miles per hour are battering this ski resort. These chairlifts not safe to... Dustin Freegan has better audio than, uh, this is WHAS, but I want to say this is a national piece. This is like national NBC news produced this. Dustin has better audio than national NBC news. Nearly six feet of snow falling in the Sierra Nevadas. Highways and ski resorts shut down during the peak of the storm. Arizona also dealing with snowy weather. Video capturing thundersnow in Sedona. And in Utah, more than 20 people were hurt after a bus rolled off this snowy highway. Nearly two dozen states under storm alerts. The National Weather Service confirmed... Fox, it's not gotten to you yet, has it? ...in Oklahoma. In Wayne, Oklahoma, this home partially collapsed, reduced to a pile of debris. Well, we do get tornadoes, oftentimes in December. You get an average of five in many of the states in the south. But this is a lot, and this is early. The severe storm system will soon be moving east. By Thursday afternoon, the northeast will be seeing some snow with winter storm watches already issued from Virginia to Pennsylvania. Rena Roy, ABC News, New York. So there you go. Enjoy the weather this week. 
Mother Nature didn't want to give you the snow come next week for Christmas. Yes, this is another one. This is another one that is sweeping the country right now and, like, should be hitting you, like, any time. No, it's the whole country. The whole fucking country. In Tennessee, they are preparing for their, uh, their snow... Uh, they've got the snow plows out and they're running a contest to name their snow plows. Tim McSaw, Noletta Lynn, vote to name T-Dot snow plows this winter. Tennessee Department of Transportation is building anticipation for a snowy winter after they announced that voting is opened to name four snow plows from resident submitted names the names include big laplowski big orange boom boom plow brownstone plowboy darth bladder don't flurry be happy freeze slick mafia gatlin burr the Graceland Growler, Grit and Brine, King Henry, Melton John, Milk and Bread, the Nashville Plowdaters. I don't like that one at all. Fuck that one. the The Nashville, uh, the Nashville uh, NHL team is the Predators. Nashville Plowditors. No more Mr. Ice Guy. Reba McInplower. Rhinestone Plowboy. Fleetwood Mac. Snowlene. 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 <laughs> No Letta Lynn. Sweet Child of Brine. Tennessee Volunteer. Thaw Enforcement. Tim McThaw. You're welcome. I don't I don't know. I don't get the pun in you're welcome. So if you would like to vote this uh, this news story, WJHL will have a link to TDOT's website. Voting ends on Friday, December 30th. I'm amazed one of the options wasn't Plowy McPlowface. Mr. Plow, Mr. Plow, that's my name. It's Mr. Plow. God damn. Uh, I promised wholesome content. I will deliver wholesome content. I think the plow naming is pretty wholesome, to be honest with you. Plow naming is is wholesome. And fucking, I'm going to bitch about TikToks again. This is on Facebook, but this is a TikTok. 
thaw enforcement. Well, look at how look. This is not. Uh, this is not good content. This does not uh, translate well. See, this is a TikTok on Facebook that doesn't translate well. I can't make it bigger for you guys. Probably has some song that's copyright under it. Look at that pity. But you get you a dose of pities. But once again, back to how much I hate TikTok as a medium. Do go follow me on TikTok though. Follow Justin Freakin on TikTok. Uh, you can get your freaking news on TikTok. You can get your your shorter things that I put up on the TikTok. But overall, as a platform, I hate it. I hate it a lot. But if you're on TikTok, go follow me. So once again, kind of data mining the stream now. Exactly. Cancel Justin. I hate TikTok. It's a horrible platform. I don't think anybody should be on TikTok. But if you've got TikTok, go follow me. You can get your freaking news. You can get your little shorter clips of the Troll Patrol. Because I have to promote myself. Because that's the world we live in. (laughs) Sorry, sassy. I'm, I'm just, I'm giving it to you straight. You get my unvarnished opinion on things. I tell you how I feel. I don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, drop, uh, drop dog. Like we have a whole server. OAS, if you're, if you're on the discord, drop that shit in the discord. We got a, we got an animal, uh, thread. Totally go get on that shit. Drop me, drop me videos in Discord so I don't have to play shitty videos like this. I didn't know, you know, weren't going to look good. If you're watching on Twitch. <laughs> Echoplex on yet? We're going to go say hi to Igloo. Because no, Echoplex is not on yet. Watching on Twitch, we're gonna go say hey to Igloo. Follow me on TikTok. Go ahead, light one up, tip one, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We will see you at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning for Prime Minister's questions and Washington Journal C-SPAN call-ins. That's going to be a lot of fun. Apparently, it's even more popular than the Troll Patrol because I had like 50 people in here last. But we will see you at 7 fucking a.m. tomorrow morning. I can't can't believe I'm going to stay up. I'm not even going to go to sleep before I see you guys at 7 a.m. for uh, Washington Journal call-ins. See you guys. Oh, non-smoker was going to raid. Aw, shit. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. I'm going to go make dinner.